0: Thank you for listening to this message from Life in the Sun Christian Fellowship. We hope you'll be inspired to honor God and make disciples. Well, we are landing a six-week series entitled EN ACT. And as you know by now, EN ACT is an abbreviation for Every Nation in Action. And I trust that you also know by now that uh, really Every Nation in Action is all about what God is doing in and through His church. Amen? It's all about what God is doing in and through His church. In fact, in week one, we talked about the church. And we said that, um, you know, everything that we do, everything that we're about flows out of who we are as a church. And the number one characteristic that describes us as a church is a church that is Christ-centered. And if you've been here for any length of time, you know from the music to the message, every week, Jesus is the hero. Would you agree? And I thought that was so evident today. It's all about him. And then in week two, we highlighted that we are a church that is serving our community. Uh, We're building a church to impact our community. And we believe that the success of our church is measured by the condition of our community. And then in weeks three and four, we talked about the campus. We talked about our commitment to reach the next generation. And we believe that if we can change the campus, then we can change the world. And I thought it was a very powerful illustration when Pastor Noel was here a couple weeks ago. And he showed a picture of a young Oriental man up on the screen. And he said, do you know this person? And of course, none of us did. And then he showed another picture of the same person many years later, and it was the leader of North Korea. And he said as a young student, he had gone to school in Switzerland. And he said if somebody had reached him when he was a student, imagine how the world could be a different place. If we can reach the campus, then we can change the world. Amen? By the way, the 10-day team uh, was very thankful And uh, very appreciative of all of your support. They felt very welcomed. Uh, They just love Guam, and they love the people, and they just felt the support. And I want to thank all of you who went out of your way to show it. Um, In fact, they said that their experience here on Guam exceeded their expectations. And uh, a special thank you to uh, Bill and Nell uh, from Blake's Car Rental who gave them a van while they were here. They were very generous. (laughs) Yeah, so thank you to everybody who made it a team effort. And then in week five, we said we want you to know that we're committed to making disciples in Micronesia and beyond. We're committed to making disciples in every nation. And today, we're completing this series. And it's important for you to know that everything we've talked about up to this point has been leading to today's message. And this is a pinnacle in our series. And so if you would, I want to invite you to turn with me to Acts chapter 13, or click to Acts chapter 13, however you do it, verses 1 through 4. Acts 13, 1 through 4. I'll read it for you here on the screen. Now, in the church at Antioch, there were prophets and teachers. Barnabas, Simeon called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manaen, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Isn't that fitting with the theme that we've heard here earlier today? While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. The two of them, sent on their way by the Holy Spirit, Went down to Seleucia and sailed from there to Cyprus. You know, the first time I read that passage, I thought it was just another development in the early church. But there's something very significant that's going on here. It's a turning point, it's a pivotal point in history. Never before in the history of Judaism had this ever happened. You need to know, up to this point in history, Judaism was exclusive. It was a religion of a group of people in one location, and it had been that way for centuries. So when Jews became followers of Jesus, they had a paradigm that was causing them to share only within their culture. It was a way of thinking that had been so embedded, it took a revelation from the Holy Spirit to understand what God was doing. God wanted to use them to reach the world. He wanted to use them to reach the world. And for the first time, as we read just now in Acts chapter 13, they got it. And they received it in their hearts. And as a church, they sent out Barnabas and Saul. And this is the first time that ever happened. God's heart is still the same today. And he invites us to join him. Now, you might say to yourself, you know, all this global stuff, all this world changing stuff. I mean, that sounds a little epic to me. I mean, I'm not sure that, you know, that's really where I fit in. I mean, could God really use me? And have you ever wondered that when you think about world events? I mean, could God use me? Do you guys remember what happened? It says Saul approved the killing, that is, of Stephen. And on that day, a great persecution broke out against the church in Jerusalem, and all except the apostles were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. You know, that persecution resulted in Christians fleeing and moving away for safety. And as they went, they talked about Jesus and the kingdom of God spread. Now think about that for a moment. All the Christians, except the leaders, left Jerusalem and the kingdom of God grew. Well, here's my point. God used everyday people like you and me. During the persecution, all the Christians, except the leaders, left Jerusalem. In other words, the gospel was spread by the church members. Here's the point. God can use you to make a difference. God can use you to make a difference. Turn to your neighbor and say, God can use you. You know, I want you to know, that when it comes to this area of discipleship, that that I'm very proud of you. You know, I see the relationships. I see the small groups that happen from week to week. I see the encouragement to experience God. And that's what discipleship is. And I just want you to know that as your pastor, that I'm proud of you. In fact, you should know that at this point in time, Life in the Sun has more small groups doing more discipleship than ever before. Amen? Amen. In fact, let me just highlight one situation that happened on Friday. Our high school group meets over in the annex on Fridays, and uh, our group leader there is Jerwin. He's the leader of the high school group. And I happen to be passing through the room And as I was going back out, I overheard his conversation, and there was a new visitor in the group. And Jerwin was sharing words of encouragement and wisdom like a seasoned servant. (laughs) I tell you, I was impressed. (laughs) As I walked out, I thought, man, just sounds like the spirit was on him. You know, and that's just a small picture of what's happening in every week in life groups all through the week. It's one thing to know that God can use you, uh, but it's another thing to know that you have support. And I want you to know that here in Life in the Sun, we have something that is very helpful to you as we seek to honor God and make disciples. It's called the discipleship journey. And I don't want to go through all of it, but the center part there, there's a circle and you can see on the left, it says engage. And as we're making disciples, the very first thing that's needed is we need to engage our culture and our community. And so that's what I'm seeing. And that's what we want to encourage. As we engage people, the next thing is to establish them in biblical foundations. And so we do that in the one-to-one relationship when you're following somebody up. And that relationship is so important. You know, discipleship is not about a class. It's not about getting more knowledge. It's about rubbing shoulders with somebody else who's a step ahead, and God uses that relationship to impart values and convictions. And that kind of thing can only happen in a relationship. Knowledge can get passed on by reading a book, but to be changed in the heart happens through relationships. When you see somebody else who's living the life, you get encouraged, and that has an effect on you. And so we want to establish them in biblical foundations. We want to establish them in the Word. We want to establish them in relationships with people in the church. And then as that happens, then we want to equip them to be able to minister to other people. And so we need tools. And as tools are gained and people feel a little bit more confident to be able to minister to others, then we want to empower them to make disciples. We want to empower disciples to make disciples. And so... I just want to encourage you with a, a, a quick story about um, a, a church plant that happened in a place called Timor-Leste. For those of you who've never heard of that, Timor-Leste is a place where, an every nation, church was planted about three, four years ago. And there is a lady there by the name of Lenny. Timor-Leste, by the way, is in Indonesia. And uh, Lenny had this to say. She said, you know, I'm not skilled in music. I'm not skilled in the arts. I'm not skilled in preaching and teaching. She said, I'm not even techie. And most of all, I'm already past the age of 40. She said, but there's one thing I can do. I can do one-to-one follow-up and discipleship because of the materials. And she said, God has taken what little I know and used it for his glory because today there are many Timor-Leste women who are sharing their faith and leading others to the Lord. And just a side note, um, just in the last three, four years, those women that Lenny has discipled, they are now discipling others and leading women to the Lord. And the reason I share that is because I think Lenny describes most of us. Uh, You may not have a degree in theology, but you can say this. You can say, I know God is real. I know that when I turned my heart toward him. He freed me from anger. I know that when I trusted him with finances, he blessed me above and beyond what I gave in my tithe. I surrendered and he gave me peace or he restored my conscience or he saved my marriage. Or you could go on and on with your story. Amen? As you're seeking to be used of God, I thought Zandra's word was very appropriate. It's not about having a program or an agenda, which a chart like that can lead us to do. It's not about having a program or an agenda. It's about being led by his spirit. And God wants to work through the hearts of men and women led by his spirit to speak his truth in love and touch the hearts of other people. As you're doing that, I want to share with you, I want to remind you about the story of Peter fishing. He'd been fishing all night long, and then he met Jesus, and Jesus said, throw your net on the other side of the boat. And he said, you know what, I've been fishing this spot all night long. He said, there's no fish out here. He said, throw your net on the other side of the boat. And then you know what happened after that. There were so many fish, the nets were breaking. And the point is this. When God is in it, it's fruitful. When God is in it, there's a harvest and there's fruit that will last. You could be doing the very same thing, but if you're listening to the Lord and His timing, then He will use you to make a difference in other people's lives. Amen? As I've been seeking the Lord about our focus for the next year, as we're celebrating 23 years of God's faithfulness, and I listened, and as I listen to what God has been saying in preparation for us moving into this building, and as I've listened to what God has been saying since we got here, and as I listen to many of you, um, I've been able to crystallize what I think the Lord is saying in one word. And that word is engage. I sense the Spirit of God is encouraging us and leading us to engage the people around us for His kingdom. And as we celebrate 23 years of worshiping and serving God, let's make this next year the year of engaging. You know, God's primary tool, as I said, is you and I. And he's inviting us to engage people around us as we seek to honor God and make disciples in Micronesia and beyond. Amen? Sound good? Well, today we're going to close our service in a special way. We normally don't do this. I'm going to ask the worship team to come on up. And as they're working their way forward, I want to come back to the passage of Scripture that we've been talking about. While they were worshiping the Lord, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. As we close in worship, I have an invitation for you. If you have sensed in your time alone with God that he is inviting you to engage people who don't know him, if you have sensed in your heart that God wants you to reach out to your community, if you know deep inside that God is saying, share what he's given you, then I'm inviting you to come forward during the last song. And when the song starts, uh, we can all stand. And if you sense God has been leading you to engage, then I want to invite you to come forward because we want to pray for you. In verse 3 of Acts chapter 13, it says, So after they had fasted and prayed, Sorry, by the way, we're not fasting because today we're celebrating our 23rd and there's lots of food (laughs) over there. (laughs) But after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and they sent them off. And we're going to do that today. If you sense that God, the Holy Spirit, has been leading you to engage the people around you, we want to pray for you. Amen. Mm So if you sense God is prompting you to engage others, then we want to pray for you. And we want you to experience all that God has for you in the assignments that he's given you and in the destiny that he has for you. We want to bless you. Amen? Okay, let's all stand.